It's Wednesday, so you know that means a recruiting episode. We'll take a look at two new prospects in the 2025 class the Hoosiers have offered. Some visits upcoming on and those that have happened on the men's and women's side. And then obviously the Big Ten schedule released on Tuesday afternoon. We'll take a look at some of the takeaways from that. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Uh, You are Locked On Hoosiers, the one and only daily IU podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Wherever you may be tuning in from, watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, iTunes, whatever it is, thank you, especially if it is your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege or enter promo code lockedoncollege for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. It's our Wednesday recruiting show and there's a lot to discuss today. We're going to try to pack it all in, so let's dive first into a couple of new prospects the Hoosiers have offered. One of them is a name we've dis- we discussed a couple weeks ago, everydayers may remember, uh, Braylon Mullins, a shooting guard from Greenfield Central. We discussed it because he was coming on campus for a visit, which he took last weekend, and during that visit, he was offered by the Hoosiers. He's a 2025 four-star recruit. I believe last time we talked, the rankings hadn't been updated. 247 has since updated them, and he is ranked number 93 in the 2025 class. Uh, Number six in Indiana, which Indiana, the Hoosiers, are recruiting a lot of Indiana prospects. Jalen Harrelson, number one. Darius Adams, two players the Hoosiers are after. Trent Sicily, we're going to discuss later in the episode, comes in at five, and Braylon Mullins is six. So Indiana is active in recruiting the state in that 2025 class. As I said, a 6'5 shooting guard from uh, Greenfield who really saw his stock rise this summer. Uh, We mentioned, we discussed him a little bit more in depth a couple weeks ago. Here's your kind of Cliff Notes version of his scouting report uh, quote Mullins exploded the spring with Indian elite as his athleticism took another step. Add that to his six foot five height and skill set, and the high major schools started noticing. Uh, he's a good shooter has a, a good frame at six, five good size to him. And so plays on a, a solid AAU team with a solid program. Virginia tech was the first one that offered him, uh, a first power school, I should say, that offered him a scholarship and really made everyone take notice. A lot of teams have followed suit, IU among them. So the Hoosiers have gotten involved there. They've also gotten involved with Nate Arm- uh, Ament, excuse me, from the 2025 class as well. He is one of the top prospects in the class in a new name, one that we have not discussed He's a four-star recruit in that 2025 class. 247, their composite rankings have him at number 24. 247's own rankings have him at 13. So some variance there, but he's a top 25 recruit at the very least. 
someone that is checks a lot of the boxes we've seen. 6'7", 170 pounds as a wing. Uh, Trevor Andershock again, here's your scouting report. Uh, has your scouting report on a mint. Six foot seven, lanky forward with slightly longer arms in his height. He is also excellent all around athlete with coordination to go with his height and length. Ament showed great sh- hands in fluidity while cutting to the basket and finishing on the move. His perimeter skills pop out immediately. He has a smooth outside shot, although it takes a little longer than optimal, uh, but there is potential to his shot. He only hit 31% of his three-pointers in nine Adidas games. Nine games is a small sample size. That's where I would start with that. And it's more about the process than the results. When you're kind of looking at this uh, with a lot of these young prospects, you get them in the gym and you can change some things and better fine-tune that shot. So, he, again, if you look at the boxes that Indiana likes to have checked when it comes to a wing, it's someone that can do a lot of things. It looks like he has a smooth jumper, but someone that can attack the rim, has good fluidity, uh, good hands. There wasn't a lot about his defense, but that's obviously another one. But someone that can um, just attack defenses multiple ways and... Indiana has continually recruited those types of guys out on the wing. You very much see that uh, Mike Woodson wants a lot of 6'7", 6'8", guys out there able to do lots of things and just take advantage of the defense. Ament certainly fills that bill. So two new 2025 recruits, both ranked in the top 100 that the Hoosiers are going after. Um they remain busy and while they haven't had anyone on campus or as many people as notable people either on campus recently, they've taken that time to be all over the the state, all over the country in some regards, uh, looking at different prospects and a notable one among them in Trent Sicily. We'll talk about the Hoosiers who appear to very much be making him a priority and he will be on campus this weekend. So big couple weeks in store here for Sicily. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Bird dogs make you look good. They are stretch khaki short designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton uh, Bird Dogs fix that issue by inventing cloud net fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also use an anti-sweat wicking fabric, anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. I can never say that. I get tongue-tied every time I say that. It keeps you cool, dry, not stinky all day. That's the important part. Uh, they're a... A short you can wear on any occasion, golf, date, evening out, pool, working out, lounge, work, whatever it is, Bird Dogs has you covered. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise 
Big shout out to you guys for making us your first listen every single day. And I hope your second listen after us on Fridays is Locked on College Football Live. You guys have heard us talk about it 11 a.m., 1 p.m. Eastern every Friday. Locked on College Football Live is on every Locked on College YouTube channel. You guys can check them out. Uh, Get in that football mood to start the weekend. We're in a basketball mood, though. And notable... IU Media Days is today, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, if you're listening to this in the morning. So on Thursday, tomorrow's episode, we will have some of the takeaways, some of the notable quotes from that. A lot of it is just generic, kind of speak. I don't know that there's going to be a ton to cover. We'll cross that bridge once we get there, but we will give you the important stuff from Media Day on Thursday, so be on the lookout for that. The important stuff with recruiting right now, Mike Woodson has been all over the state, all over the country visiting recruits. We mentioned earlier in the week he was at Montverde to visit McNeely, Derek Queen, all those guys, Curtis Givens. Uh, On Wednesday today, he is visiting Trent Sicily, someone he saw last week as well. Someone who is going to be on campus this weekend. So IU very clearly is making him a priority. He's ranked in the composite rankings, number 49 in the state, number 12 power forward, 6'7", 205 pounds. IU has been in on him, and these two have been kind of connected for a long time. He's taken a number of official visits to campus. He's been on campus a lot. Him and Jalen Harrelson both have been around campus a lot. So it's notable that IU seems to be kind of reciprocating and making him a priority during this recruiting process. And as I said, he will be one of two recruits on campus this weekend. Sicily will be joined by Alex Alston. Uh, Alston is a name we haven't mentioned as much recently out of Chicago Kenwood Academy. 2025 recruit, another recruit where there's a huge discrepancy in how 247 grades them versus everyone else. The composite rankings have him as the number 74 recruit, number 16 overall, and the number one recruit in Illinois, which obviously considering that includes Chicago, it's notable. He's one of the top recruits uh, in kind of the Midwest area. He's a power forward at 6'9", 170 pounds. Now, 247 themselves have him the number 94 recruit, but still have him the top guy in Illinois. So it's a matter of preference, really, but there's a a discrepancy there. At worst, you have a top 100 recruit coming on campus. And so another big weekend for the Hoosiers, a top 50, a top 100 recruit will be there on campus, uh, Sicily being... Someone, again, IU has really prioritized and shown a lot of focus to uh, early, I won't say early on, but we're still a little while out with it being the 2025 class. Uh, but they're they're showing the appropriate amount of focus on him. Another recruit, we're, we're touching all the bases today. Kean Anthony, son of Carmelo Anthony, spoke recently about where his recruiting stands your little updater or briefer on Anthony, for those that might not know, he's the number 36 recruit in the 2025 class, the number two recruit out of New York. He's listed as a 6'4 shooting guard. 
and is 186 pounds. Obviously, there's connections there between Carmelo, Mike Woodson, and Keon as well. Here's this quote. He was asked about IU. Quote, Coach Woodson is like my godfather. I want to give him a chance and look into the program he's building at Indiana. I love that I have the chance to be a part of that as I keep my options open. It's not just that uh, Carmelo and Mike Woodson are close. You see this as well. The Hoosiers, much uh, to no one's surprise, offered Keon a scholarship. It was early this summer. They offered him that scholarship. Carmelo was on the phone talking to McKenzie and Baco about Mike Woodson. So there is a connection there that doesn't necessarily stretch to Keon, but that's a pretty strong quote about Ke- or from Keon about IU. He talked about his visits. He doesn't have one set for Indiana yet. Here's what he had to say. I got a visit planned to Florida State for the first week of October. And I'm looking for a date for Syracuse. Those two are locked in. And then I'm looking at Indiana and Michigan in the future. Those would be officials. So he looks set to come to Indiana for a visit. We will see when that may be. Um, Hoosier hysteria isn't far away. I don't know how quickly that would come and if that's something that he's interested in. There are going to be recruits at Hoosier hysteria more often than not it's a lot of local recruits but there are still going to be guys there maybe that's included it'd be cool to see Carmelo Anthony at Hoosier hysteria but nonetheless I it feels like I use in a strong position here with Keon and um, another top 100 recruit top 50 recruit in the 2025 class we focus a lot on the 2024 class which we should I you should be there's a number of elite guys there, but this isn't like a flash in the pan thing. IU is staying involved with top guys in the 2025 class as well. Keon, Sicily, Alston, Ament, Mullins, all these guys we've mentioned today are top 100 2025 recruits. So that's why it's so exciting to talk IU recruiting right now. Women's basketball recruiting note to wrap this all up, this recruiting part up before we look at the Schedule release. IU had another prospect on campus this weekend. Zanya Saka Nguyen. I'm not sure if that is how you pronounce the last name. Big Z I've seen is what she's called. Someone that the Hoosiers have been in on for quite a while. Uh, Everydayers who listen to our discussion with Talia Goodman know that was a name she mentioned. That she saw IU watching in Chicago at AAU, uh, an AAU event up there. So Indiana's been involved with her for a while, and she was on campus this past weekend. She is the number 26 recruit, according to ESPN, in the 2024 class, a 6'3 forward, five-star recruit. IU's going to have a notable hole in the front court when McKenzie Holmes leaves this season, so filling that with someone that is 6'3 would be ideal and so big z uh, hope is that we that the hoosiers can get her committed and land their own top ranked recruit as terry morin keeps cooking over there that was a lot a lot of recruiting news we discussed 
All that so we can take a look at the men's basketball schedule for the Big Ten that was released on Tuesday. Some notable takeaways. We'll dive into the, the big ones here in just a few moments. Let's talk about one of our newer sponsors, Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have all that medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Let's take a look at that men's basketball schedule for the Big Ten. We knew who it was going to be. We just didn't know when it was going to be. We got the win on Tuesday morning. Those of you that are subscribed on YouTube or follow on Twitter will hear a lot of my initial reactions to uh, the schedule release, and a lot of them are are still the same here. Uh, We'll start at the end, Michigan State game. Michigan State presumably is going to be the favorite this season in the Big Ten. IU only has to play them once. It comes on the final day of the season. I don't know if that is a good thing or a bad thing, but it is uh, the only time they play them, and it'll be at home. So there could be implications there if Michigan State's vying for a title. It's a Good chance for last big marquee win for the Hoosiers ahead of the Big Ten tournament, depending on what their NCAA resume looks like. Uh, But an interesting test to close the Big Ten season, Michigan State at home. The Purdue games are always the first thing I jump and look at. January 16th will be the first game. It'll be at home. Uh, No time set, but it's on a Tuesday, so it's going to be... Seven or nine would be probably the the time slot it's going to fall into. I liked last season. I believe both games were. I know the home game was. Were on Saturdays. I like that a lot. Put those games on Saturdays. You get the whole day to have this kind of big game feel and think about the rivalry and then have a, a, a fun night of watching basketball that evening. So I think I prefer that, having the game on Saturday. Which, good news, the second game, February 10th, will be on a Saturday as well at Purdue. Uh, That could be, there's no time slot on that. It could be any time. The first game was in kind of the afternoon last season. The second game was at night. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, neither game is going to be one where Purdue can clinch the title, as was the case last year. Even the February 10th game, there's another seven games on the schedule after that, so it won't come quite as late as it did last season. We'll see if the Hoosiers can keep up uh, a streak of sweeping Purdue. They obviously took both games last season. We'll see if Purdue can finally can finally win one against us. It's been a little while. There's going to be two one-week breaks in the schedule. I think that is the norm 
Uh, for Indiana, the first one will come uh, January 19th. The Hoosiers will play at Wisconsin. <laughs> I can mark that as a loss, probably, unfortunately, and a really frustrating loss because there's some type of voodoo curse on Indiana when they go to Wisconsin. Fortunately, they'll have a week off after that to shake off that voodoo curse because they won't play again until the 27th when they go to Illinois. So there's one of your breaks in late January. Your other one is going to come not long after, middle of February. They will play that Purdue game at Purdue on February 10th, and then they will not play again until the next Sunday when they host Northwestern on February 18th. So an extended break after what will probably be an emotional game against Purdue that for you can spend that however you want. If it's going to be a win, you probably don't want to take a bunch of time off. You probably want to keep going. If it's going to be a loss, you probably want that time off to regroup it and get ready for a stretch run. I definitely like that's the, the spot of that second week-long break because it does give you a week off before you play your last six games of uh, the your last seven games, excuse me, of the regular season. So it gives you time to charge the batteries for one more final big push before the NCAA tournament. Toughest stretch of the season is going to come at the at the start of Big Ten play. So you're going to play November 19th and 20th at the Empire Classic, UConn, and then one of Louisville or Texas. You will then come back to Indiana and play Harvard at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. You'll open Big Ten play at home against Maryland. And then go to Michigan on December 5th. December 9th, you play Auburn in Atlanta. December 16th, you play Kansas at home. So that's a little under a month. Uh, seven games. UConn, Louisville or Texas, Harvard, Maryland, Michigan, Auburn, Kansas. We're going to learn a lot about Indiana early in the season through that seven-game stretch. It could be ugly. It could be, I don't know. There's a lot of ways this could go. It'll be telling no matter what happens. We were going to get some first impressions. What I would say now and probably something I'll repeat then, even if they fall flat on their face in that stretch, it will be December 16th. The Big Ten tournament does not start until March 13th. That is three months that they will have to figure some things out. So... Don't overreact, but that is going to be a first test, and we will see how the Hoosiers handle it. But that's, I think, inarguably the toughest stretch of the season for the Hoosiers. It's hard to look at the Big Ten and determine what the toughest stretch is because outside of Michigan State, I think there's a lot of questions. Purdue is probably pretty pretty good, pretty decent, um, and you do play Purdue and then three days later go to Wisconsin, but then you take a week off. And then the other one is at Purdue and you take a week off. So it's kind of hard to see right now what the toughest stretch is going to be when there's a lot of projection about the Big Ten. But I definitely know that uh, December stretch of games, late November, early December stretch of games is going to be a tough one. Let me know what you guys think of the schedule. What are some of the games that stick out to you in Big Ten play uh, thanks as always, guys, for making us your first listen every single day. 
every day or tomorrow on the show, we will look at uh, some of the quotes from Media Day, preview Akron for Saturday's game as well. We will be live on Sunday afternoon to recap the IU-Akron football game. Uh, So be sure you guys are subscribed on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter for that as well. Most importantly, everybody, I hope you all have a fine Wednesday. And as always, LEO.